Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know that horrible situation when you're bad-mouthing someone and you don't think they can hear you and then all of a sudden you feel their eyes in the back of your head and you know they're right there and they've heard every word you've said about them? Well, imagine that, but 10 times worse as this person badmouths a director of a movie accidentally to their face. Today I effed up by unknowingly calling a movie mediocre outside the writer-director's apartment window. This just happened. I was walking around the neighborhood with my friend and girlfriend. One of the apartments we passed had a window, first floor, with a series of random movies and magazines lined up in front of the curtain. It wasn't professionally done or anything. I didn't think anything of it. People put weird stuff behind their windows all the time. This is when the F up happens. Without a thought, I pointed to the one film of the lot that I'd seen and say, mediocre movie. I don't know why I said it. We'd just been talking about our favorite films, so maybe that's why I was so offhandedly candid. Anyway, that's when I hear a voice from inside the apartment respond, they're not that bad. My heart breaks. I know exactly what's happened. This is LA. I should have known better. These aren't just some movies or magazines that some rando put in front of their window. These are his movies and magazines. He's showcasing them because he's proud of his work. I'm such a butthole. I've spent so many years being so careful in LA about ever being negative about a movie or show in public. In theaters, I always wait until the car before saying if I dislike something. In LA, you just never know. Also, making stories and sharing them with the world is a super vulnerable experience and takes a lot of guts. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean they need to hear that stuff. And here's the real kicker. I don't even hate the movie or anything. Hell, I even like it. I own it. The film just didn't fully land for me. Also, it's been over a decade since I saw it, so maybe I'd love it if I saw it again. Who knows? I try to recover and take it back. I would never be so mean to anyone about their work. And like I said, it's a good movie. I just wasn't thinking. I didn't hate it. It was just... A face appears in the window adjacent to the films. It didn't work for you. It's okay. No, it's not even that. I mean, I did like it. Does it help that I own the movie? Yeah, that helps. I'm trying to think how to be honest and say I liked it actually. That I was just being dumb. Ugh. This is my worst nightmare. And I mean, there are so many bad filmmakers out there and he is definitely not one of those. The movie was good. It just didn't land for me all the way. Frick. Well, try this one. He points to another one lining his window. I think you'll dig it. He's being so nice. Really, seems like a really nice dude. Deal, I'll leave you a sticky note on the window with my review. Do it, he said. We part ways. I keep walking with my head hung low. My friend and girlfriend cannot believe that just happened. I feel so bad. As we walk away, I IMDB the movie in question and look at the photo of the director, writer. Yep, that's the guy. So anyway, lesson learned. 
On the bright side, what a nice guy. And also, I now have a movie to watch. Oh, wow. Yeah, extremely embarrassing. I've got to say, both you and the director took this pretty well. You immediately apologizing. You know, you're saying yourself, you don't even think it was that bad. But the director, what an absolute legend. I'm sure someone's criticized his work before. You're not going to be the first person that didn't enjoy a movie of his. But the fact that he took that and then said to you, you know what, try this one. You might like it more. Oh, what a good man. What a super nice guy. It does feel a bit bad, though, that you criticize one of the nicest guys directly to his face. What can you do? That is a big F up. Today, I effed up by giving my girlfriend money to surprise my boys. My girlfriend and I have been dating for about a year, and a month ago, she moved in with me. She has no kids, but I have 11-year-old twin boys. I'm a single dad. Their mum left shortly after she gave birth. In the beginning, she would talk about my sons or go to introduce them like Meet EJ and here are his sons with Down syndrome and oh yeah, my boyfriend has kids but they have Down syndrome and once commented to a friend Yeah, I want a baby but my boyfriend has disabled genes I don't want a Down's baby Now this is incredibly ignorant and I've told her how this bothers me Put people before their disabilities They have names. She usually apologizes and laughs it off. I thought she was just oblivious and didn't understand disabilities. Twins with Down syndrome are unique and I tell them every day how special they are. So when she references them in a negative way, it's a relationship red flag. Today is their birthday and I gave her enough money to buy balloons, party supplies, eat your cake, their favorite food, and to get a slip and slide. She offered to do this while I was at work. She said she was getting her hair done and then would go shop and set everything up. I was so excited to surprise my boys. I pick my boys up from their summer day program and head home. I walk in and it's just my girlfriend. I asked her where everything was and she said, did you not see my text? There was a text hours ago saying, oh no, I forgot my wallet. (laughs) I said, okay. And she forgot her wallet and used my money to pay for her hair. I told her there was no way she didn't see it missing and started getting defensive. She said she had this hair appointment booked months in advance and would be put on a client blacklist at the salon for cancelling. So instead, she just used my money and insinuated she would do extra sexual favors to make it up to you. I asked her why she took my money that I gave her for my boys and she said, it's not like they know it's their birthday. Just tell them it's next month. I swear. I've never felt so much rage in my life. We do not share bank accounts. She said, you have a good job. I'll pay you back. I told her I gave her everything I had left until I get paid again and I get paid monthly. She said I was acting crazy when I told her to go back to the salon and have them refund her, shave her bald, get an IOU or start sweeping up hair for it. Then she says again that we can just pretend it's their birthday on another day. She said she has no money to give to me right now. I told her what she did was stealing. I wasn't gonna have a thief in my house around my kids, so get out. She started crying, saying she has nowhere to go and that I can't just evict her. She's not on the lease and hasn't lived here a full month, nor does she have any mail with my address. I didn't realize until after she left, she stole my son's tablets and I'm now in the process of filling a police report and I'm shaking. I was distracted trying to calm them down because they got scared that I was upset. Not only do they have nothing for their birthday, they also don't have their tablets they use daily for communication and nightly to calm down before bed. Yeah, we have food, but they were looking forward to having their favorites. I'm so tired of seeing people take advantage of people with disabilities who justify it as, they don't know what's going on. 
let alone have it happen in my home. Now, unlike the first story, this person is just an absolute disgrace. Yeah, uh, if you didn't already know, wow, there you go. Get her gone. To be fair, I could sit here and say that you probably should have realized this earlier, given her past comments about your children. But doing this, spending money on your hair when it was meant for your partner's kids. It doesn't even matter if they've got Down syndrome or not. That's bad enough. Then on top of that saying, it doesn't matter. They don't even know it's their birthday cause they have Downs. Wow, that is so unbelievably, insert any word here. Today I effed up by finishing all of math in grade school. When I was in not sure which grade, math homework came in the form of a workbook, which was a companion to the textbook. You know, the kind, a big ass comic book compendium sized thing with problems and space to show your work and perforated pages you could rip out and hand in. That type of workbook. At the end of every class, the teacher would assign one or more sheets as homework and you had to take this huge backpack bursting thing home with you, match it up with the material in the textbook and fill in the answers. The first week of class, I got so mad at being assigned homework that I started toting that workbook around everywhere lunchroom, gym class, bathroom, bus to and from, anywhere I had three minutes of free time, I had a pencil and that workbook out. The only place I didn't take it was home. Because screw that, my time was my time. It took me just a few weeks to do every dang problem in that workbook. I literally finished math. I had to read the textbook from cover to cover to do it. And I actually did more homework than the other kids because they only had to do the assigned problems, whereas I had to do all of them because I had no way of knowing what would be assigned. But it was worth it to stick it to the man. I think my math teacher was a woman, but still. The day came. The last problem was solved and cross-checked. Work was shown. In detail, so the morons grading the worksheets didn't have to stretch their tiny brain cells to understand how I figured out that Jose had three apples and Belinda's broke ass had none. Screw Belinda, she's a dog. In my mind, this was going to be my day. I was gonna walk up to the front of the class during homework hand-in and drop that freaking workbook onto the teacher's desk from four feet up. It was going to make a resounding slam noise that would wake up students three classrooms away. No more homework ever. Peck, I might get to skip math altogether. If this worked, I could do the same for every subject and get the entire year off. I did the thing. I dropped the workbook. Sadly, it only made a small wham. I told the teacher I was done with all the math, workbook and textbook. And then I sat down to noticeably less applause than I'd expected, but it was still okay because I was done with math forever. Or so I thought. Those effers, you know what they did? They sent me to the next grade for math, which had twice as much homework. God dang it. And not only that, I had to endure the stares of all my fellow students. Now you pay attention, you buttholes, as I got up from class to go attend skip a grade math for an hour every day. I was Mags the math nerd for the rest of elementary school. I could have just turned in each finished sheet in the mornings and spent my evenings relaxing. But no, I had to feed my inner drama queen. You know what, OP? I actually do kind of understand why you did what you did. Obviously, the sensible thing to do here would be to just hand in one piece of work every day as it gets assigned to you, as you said. But you wanted to prove a point, and that was to your own detriment and your own downfall. And I'm not going to lie, Mags the math nerd, yeah, you do kind of deserve that nickname for what you did. Today, I effed up by coming out of the closet, literally. A little background. 
I'm a lesbian and was very nervous to come out to my mum and sister. They aren't my biological family, but I chose them after they took me in as a teenager. Why isn't so important? Suffice to say that almost a year later, when I was 17, I still had some odd behavior because of my past. One of those things was that I liked closets, under the bed, and other small hiding places. When I was stressed, worried about what family would think or do, or wanted to eat food while stressing out, I would go and hide. Naturally, worrying about being accepted is stressful, especially because I was worried about where I was going to go if I wasn't accepted here. What if they thought I liked liked my sister and sent me away? I didn't. Would you sleep with a sibling? Yuck. Anyway, the day I decided to tell came, and I pretty much hid in my favorite spot, a large closet, all evening while I figured out what to do. It was basically a tiny room with a light, some cushions, and a bookshelf in with the clothes. I'm not getting out of there, despite my sister telling me it was okay. Maybe she could help me figure out the stressful thing. Mum gets home eventually, hears that I'm refusing to come out, and tries talking to me through the door. I eventually manage to say that I have to tell them something. Okay, but will you come out of the closet? I can't. I'm worried people will hate me. I, uh, I'm, I girls i just hear near hysterical laughter on the other side of the door like so hard you cry in between laughing fits mum tells me she's sorry for laughing but this is super ironic you're in two closets she wheezes i finally realize she's picking up what i put down and i see the funny side of all of this too i ask if she's mad she says no just don't with your sister i know you're not related but that would be a mess i tell her that's out of the question all good i came out of both closets that day wow it's not often you can say that you've come out the closet twice in one day at the same moment i mean fair play that is elite it's quite funny isn't it i love the irony the fact that that is your safe space and it was the exact place that you're coming out of as well as coming out of the closet traditionally good stuff and i'm very happy for you that your new family love it i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today Today I effed up by giving the neighbor kid a motorcycle. Obligatory this was a couple of years ago. For four years, the neighbor kid had been cutting my lawn for what he thought was free. Why? Well, years ago, him and his friends were playing basketball. As anyone can tell you, teenagers in a neighborhood ball game. Things can get heated. Name calling, best friends become enemies, and let's not forget the fistfights. I didn't get to see this game, however, at some point there was a fight, which resulted in a thrown basketball through my front picture window. Now I have a basketball through the window and a kid on my front porch. All kinds of upset and crying, apologies left and right, saying he'd pay for it. But I really wasn't all that mad. Obviously, nobody intended for a ball to go through my window. I wanted new windows anyway, and now I had a really good reason to get them. All four kids helped put some plastic up for me. As far as I was concerned, all was well. The parents are great people, really. Always kind, and we'd watch each other's property if one of us was away. Had plenty of neighborhood cul-de-sac parties over the years. They were more upset than I could ever have been. They decided my son would be cutting my lawn for free until he was 16. 
kind of extreme, but they were not taking no for an answer. Four freaking years? The heck you say? That's just ridiculous. However, that kid cut my lawn every two weeks in spring, summer, and fall for four years. He messed up some unbelievably expensive plants that actually cost more than the window. His parents never let me hand him money. I felt this just wasn't right. So I started putting $100 every time he did it into a little safe box. That was 15 times per year. Fast forward four years, he'd racked up six grand. The summer he turned 16 was four years after the basketball incident. He was getting his license and wanted his own wheels. I waited until his parents got home, walked over and handed this young man the money in front of his parents. They said no, of course. I didn't want to hear it and I told them I wasn't taking the money back. He'd mowed and never complained for four years. He earned it. The kid was so happy and overjoyed. His mum and dad were kind of emotional and so was I. The next day, I hear a window rattling Harley Davidson outside. Oh yes, folks, he bought his best friend's older brother's Sportster 1200 Custom Deluxe. This fool had never even owned a dirt bike. I'm outside his mum's house. I'm in shock. She is beyond fuming. Cursing at me because it's my fault that he had the money. He's gonna get hurt or die, everything a mum would say. I'm trying not to show that aside from being shocked, I'm slightly amused. I can't prove it, but I think he spent that six grand specifically to annoy his parents for making him mow that lawn for free. I mean, he didn't know there was actually money involved. Two days pass and I haven't heard the bike start. Finally, I hear it start up. He pulls out the driveway, makes it to the stop sign, goes to turn, hits the curb, whiskey throttles it, and hits a parked car. He breaks his left arm and fractures his wrist on his right hand, and he's all scratched up. Medical bills, a lot more than six grand. The reason the bike hadn't started in days? Oh, he didn't have insurance on it yet. He didn't even have a motorcycle license. So the parked car he was liable for. The bike's trashed, and Infinity needs a new fender and side view mirror. All in all, this stuff ended up costing close to 10 grand. Plus, his mum was right. He had hurt himself. Oh my word. Uh, Yeah, what can you do here? I mean, at 16, you kind of do have to give the money to the kid. Because, you know, he is the one who earned it. I'm thinking in my head, is there a chance that you could have given the money to his parents or put it in some sort of fund? But that's boring, man. That is boring. Give the kid the money that he earned. I agree with that. But wow, the fact that he's that irresponsible, could you have ever known? Was it wrong of you to do it? I don't know. Giving a 16-year-old $6,000 just flat cash, it does sound like a lot. I don't know, guys. Get in the comments. What do you reckon? Did OP F up here? Or was it just the kid who kind of brought it upon himself? Tough one, I'm not entirely sure. The irony of it though is that all that money that you saved for years and then gave to him for his hard work just gone in an instant. I mean, kind of beautiful if it wasn't so sad. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.